Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast. Um, and we are coming at you live from Beer Fish in North Park. I'm Aaron Chamber Smith with San Diego Magazine. I'm joined by my co host, Troy Johnson. Nobody knows <laughs> the trouble I've seen. What are we I, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like singing something really sad, too. Okay, so <laughs> that, that was that, Troy Johnson. Hi, I'm Troy Johnson. <laughs> He's our food critic. Um, and also just a writer and editor at large at the magazine. You write about all kinds of stuff for us uh-huh. throughout the year. Um, and you are a great co-host on this podcast, so thank you again for coming. Um, we have Archana Ram. She's an editor at the magazine. Hi, Archie. Hi. Archana Arch- looks hipper than any one of us, she by the way. She is hipper than all of us, I feel pretty actually. hip. I know. What can I She's say? sort of like the one that keeps us all hip. We're getting <laughs> old. And Times Square at the table. We here have 529 plans and things like that, and Archana keeps us hip. I got, I got flip-flops and multicolored <laughs> painted toenails. You know. I just realized as a little aside that when I moved to San Diego from New York four years ago, I was trying to think, okay, I'm going to be a California person. I'm going to go the bohemian route. It didn't work. It didn't work. And I've just gone back to my New York ways of wearing heels and black. And I've just embraced it. I'm going to be that girl in San Diego. Yeah, but your heels in black and then you go to Bird Rock on the weekend. Yeah, so yeah. you're I kind of, both. little bits both. are seeping in. Yeah, if anybody out there doesn't know Archer Ram, she, she has a really nice smile. She seems like a really nice human being, but she does dress in black. Like she's gone. <laughs> you are, you're dead inside. No, she's like New York media. She. <laughs> Archana covers food and travel and all kinds of things for the magazine. Um, And we have David Martin as well here. And he is the guy behind the computer and the wires, makes everything work on this podcast. Call David Martin or email David Martin, David M at SD Mag. If you want to sponsor this podcast, we're coming at you live from Beerfish today. We can go anywhere with all of our stuff. Shout out to Cammie, who's training and learning to do the podcast. And we're sitting here at Beerfish's patio, which is awesome. Super cool. Which has been totally unusable in the last couple weeks because it's been raining. But... This is this is a pretty amazing spot right across the street from Cantina Mayaquel next to Soda and Swine and Polite Provisions and you got oysters here. Jane's Gastro Pub. It's a hip corner. Yeah, I it's like it. Hip. I know. And we also have David Wait here with us. He is the chef and owner of. I feel like I've got sort of royalty in our mix. I mean, this is probably like the hottest restaurant. Wouldn't yeah, you say? Wrench and Roden is amazing. Roden, I've been bugged for seventeen years. It feels like even though you've only been open for how many? Uh, three, three and a half. Three and a half. And And I've been bugged every month by Tommy Gomes, one of the biggest fishmongers in town, said, you're an idiot. You haven't gone up to Wrench and Road yet. Well, it's way up there. It's way up in Oceanside. But I mean, this is our 30-something episode of this podcast. And I think almost everyone that's come on is like, dude, have you been there? Have you been there? What Mm -hmm. is it? You know? And I think it's because it's so far out of the way. It's taking people a while to make their migrations. But it's very hot. So we're going to hear all about it. So Trump has a Canadian, you know, prime minister. And we got you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You're very sweet. You're sexier. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and just to give you a quick sense of what we do on this podcast, we try to make it as much like happy hour as, pod, um, as possible. So we do eat and drink. I'm having some kind of fall into North Park. David, you know what that is? Fall to something? Plenty for all. Pilsner. It's great. Fall brewing. Oh, that's what it is. Fall brewing. Well, I'm having liquid stuff in a glass. I, it's a beer. <laughs> it's what a beer. Are you having? <laughs> I'm having the Alpine Duet. I love Alpine nice. Brewery. It's one of my favorites. I, we talked about it before on you know this podcast, but people, when they get addicted to Alpine, it's kind of like Pokemon or any kind of addictive thing, or drugs, or, or Pokemon. Um, you know, like Alpine, people wait in line for all their new special releases, and Duet's a really hoppy, good um, option in yeah. almost every liquor store in San Diego. Try and it out. perfectly timed. Our server just brought over some Old Bay French fries. This being a seafoodish kind of place, I mean, what else would you expect but fried potatoes with Old Bay? Old Bay seasoning. And then a lot of people are having waters, being very healthy, and all. Old those Bay things. is kind of like the old spice of seasoning. I like. Oh it. yeah, um, I love it. Love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's. We give you hot plates. We give you new restaurants that are opening around town. We'll talk about hot topics. We're going to get um, the backstory behind uh, Wrench and Rodent, and we always end with our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking. So, Archana, take it away. What is new in our hot 
What is a hot plate in San Diego right now? So the Pendry has op- a hotel has opened up downtown right by Petco Park. Um, this is a huge, huge new property. Very cool. I got to tour it um, before the opening. Very cool. Very modern. Design is amazing. And one of the central restaurants is Lionfish. So that's a coastal concept from Chef Jojo Rees. And there's also provisional. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's led by the former Cowboy Star chef Chris Osborne. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was yeah. Huh. I'm most excited about that one. That one looks beautiful. It is okay. stunning. I was at the opening. It's a very fancy shishi opening. Everybody was there. They had like a rose wall, rose wall, and it was just like politicians. I have a rose wall there. in my apartment. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna you say. You take pictures in front of it, <laughs> selfies. I, I lie a lot. I'm just saying. Yes, it's a selfie wall. I actually texted Troy and I was like, "Are you going to the Pendry?" I felt kind of like a tool saying that, and he was like, "No." And you I sent her a photo of me in front of my <laughs> rose wall in my apartment. I'm like, "No, I don't need no Pendry." <laughs> exactly. I think if you haven't heard about it yet, you're going to hear a lot more about this. It's luxury. It's from the Montage people, so it's sort of like they're stepped down from the Montage. So it's not a $600 a night room. It's like a $300 a night room. Lots of food and beverage options. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm stepping all over you, but that provisional, it is stunning. I mean, like beautiful design, beautiful like design. tall ceilings. Kind of feels like you're in San Francisco, kind of like out for like lunch or brunch or yeah. something. I don't it feels think you, very I don't think you can underestimate like what this hotel is it's in San Diego. Be cool. yeah. It's going to When I used to cover music, a lot of the best tours used to skip San Diego and just go from L.A. to Phoenix. You know, and I'd be like, why are you skipping San Diego? This is the kind of hotel that would mm-hmm. usually skip San Diego and go to, you know, San Francisco, L.A., mm-hmm. everywhere else. This is an amazing hotel group. They usually do things really, really well. Design, food, everything else. I mean, they're no But food. I will say, so I read the UT article, the business reporter in the UT wrote a business story about the hotel and just like what it means and why they're opening it here. And I thought it was interesting that just when you say about skipping San Diego, they actually targeted San Diego for this hotel because they said we, we couldn't sustain a montage here. So in order to expand, the, guy, the son of the guy that owns the montage was like, I want to do my own concept. Let's try a luxury, but like a, you know, one less, one click below a luxury. So what are the markets mm-hmm. where we would never think of building a montage, which is a six or 700 night room in Beverly Hills or Newport Beach. And they thought San Diego couldn't sustain that, which okay. always shocks me. Well, you know what then? Screw them. No, but they gave us the I'm montage, which is no, better. I'm I'm and, it, you know, I can actually probably go have a drink there every once in a while, where it's like, I'm not going to go to the montage and have a drink, probably like in Newport Beach. But I just I thought that was an interesting nugget. So yeah. credit to the UT They have for a that. couple drink spots in there, too. There's Nason's yeah. Beer Hall, oh, so that's very beer-centric. Then there's Fifth and Rose, which is cocktail beers, wines, and some small bites. And then they have Oxford Social Club, which is sort of like this subterranean, you gotta see it. subterranean, cool No, it's huge. It's like the whole basement heads. level of like half a block in the gas lamp. It's giant inside, and it's like stunning. It looks like Las Vegas or something. And there's it's an like, entrance from the street, so it's not like you have to go through the hotel to get there. Six, it's a Six and J downtown. Yes. It's so cool. I mean, this is right in the heart of downtown. I mean, I and don't get out couple- much, but I was impressed. Yeah, so Lionfish has Jojo Ruiz. Jojo, Jojo Ruiz has been one of the best young chefs in San Diego for a while. He was at Searsucker for a while. He was oh. at Ironside in Little Italy. And they actually tapped him to be the new um, chef at Craft and Commerce in Little Italy. And then Pendry called him and said, Hi, we're Pendry. <laughs> I have more money. And so Jojo Ruiz. Well, we, we don't know this. We're guessing. Oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> and so they said, "Hey, and and we're we're we are the montage, you know." And honestly, I, I've spoken with Arsalan, and Arsalan Arsalan's the owner of Craft and Commerce. Oh, so you do know this. So Arsalan oh, okay. is the owner of Craft and Commerce, and he said, "He said absolutely, dude, go. I can't give you that kind of money, and I can't give you that kind of prestige. Go for it right now." Yeah. And Arsalan will drink for free. Yeah. Well, he doesn't drink, but yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, anyways, Lionfish is going to be a really good restaurant. Jojo Ruiz knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So there's the Pendry. Wow, that was long. Okay, next. What else is new? Um, elsewhere in Little Italy, so the Encinitas Coffee Shop, Lofty Coffee, has opened in Little Italy at Cedar and Columbia. 
they do pastries, egg dishes. I like it because I feel like when you go to a coffee shop a lot, it's kind of like you get croissants or you get pastries. But you, if you just want like a good breakfast, something hearty that's not just a bunch of carbs. Wait a minute, do they have cake pops? I don't think they have cake pops. You'll have to go elsewhere for that. I saw them at the Little Italy Farmer's Market, so you can go there. Okay, all right, all right. But oh my gosh, I passed by this Lofty Coffee this past weekend. The lines were insane. It's really funny to me when something opens up in San Diego and how like bonkers everyone goes. You can just tell how hungry people are for new and exciting. And people love Lofty anyway, so it was a little nuts. Well, there. it's because we have ADD, cultural ADD. We don't have regulars in restaurants anymore. It's like, hey, what's new? What's yes, hot? Yes. What's opening? Because what's the, I, I witnessed this new place last week, and now it's sold last week. You know, but that's that's good. I'm glad that Lofty's opening. I don't mean to cast a negative light on this. I'm a dark cloud. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been our Hot Plates. Um, Check your San Diego Magazine print editions. Archana edits a Hot Plates column in the magazine every month. Check SanDiegoMagazine.com. Troy Johnson blogs about all this stuff um, throughout the month for us. And just as an FYI, everything that we talk about today on the podcast, um, Archana takes notes and makes a really detailed post with links to everything. So in case you want to make a room reservation at the Pendry or you want to see exactly where Lofty Coffee is, we'll link you to all that stuff. And now, Davin, wait, chef and owner of Oceanside Wrench and Rodent oh, Seed uh, we got to get this straight. Is it Davin or is it David? Oh, oh, did I say it Davin? You well, said it, it Davin the first time. It can be both. I know. <laughs> and I, looked, I, I, I even phonetically wrote it down, Davin, and I didn't say <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Three sips of beer and it's over. It starts with a D and ends with an N. <laughs> okay. okay, so now we have our special guest, um, Davin Waite who is joining us all the way from Oceanside. Thank you for coming down. It's hard to get chefs on the podcast because I know you guys are supposed to be in the kitchen, but... Shh. <laughs> I'm not here. We'll keep this taping date secret in case of the patrons of your restaurant that night were thinking you were making their fish. Yes. Um, okay, so tell us all about the Wrench and Rodent Sea Bastro Pub and the Wet Noodle. Well, Wrench and Rodent is kind of a off-the-wall sushi bar. Uh, we try to focus on sustainable fish and fish that people don't typically make sushi out of. Also, uh, pieces of the fish people don't usually eat. Oh. And, uh I was just here the other week, and I had a shot of bone marrow from... It was swordfish bone marrow, right? Yep. So, swordfish bone marrow. A gelatinous shot, which actually was delicious. And you put on the rim... What did you put on the rim of the glass? Kefir lime salt. Kefir lime salt, wow. which is my favorite thing on the planet. Wow. It was like this... It, it, bone marrow. I didn't marrow. know there was bone marrow in the whatever yeah, bone bones of a... bone marrow in any animal, right? You know, so... How do you get it out of there? Um, there's a little little cartilage joint between the vertebrae and you mm-hmm. just cut it in the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> so do you only get like one shot of that per fish or do you is there a lot in there? Every every vertebrae is a shot. Interesting. So there's quite a few. How many vertebrae does a fish like that have? I really should know. But um, several. Yeah, so at, at least at least 30. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. So is that typically a part of the fish that you would toss aside if you were just doing traditional sushi? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's what and that's what Dave and uh, correct. I mean, actually, you just said this. I mean, it, a lot of what sushi restaurants have done in the past is just served the, the sexy cuts. You know, the salmon. You know, the taco or you know octopus, yeah. everything else. And they they really cast aside like the liver, the bone marrow, everything else. And you're trying to you're trying to use every piece of the fish. It's, yeah, we do the best we can. <laughs> and isn't it sort of hard to find or secret or something how you get to it or? Um, so? Yeah, it takes a little bit more 
love and messing with stuff and yeah but that stuff's fun you know if if you enjoy it that's like oh no i meant the restaurant the restaurant itself oh that. no there's a great big mural outside in fact i was oh. driving by it i was Why looking for wrench and road it secret and i i walked by i drove <laughs> by this mural and i'm like god i love that mural i'm like i wonder where wrench and roden is and sure enough and it was it. Wrench okay. and okay. Well, i want to know about the mural. name why did you name it that? because it's an awful name <laughs> no i'm just kidding i just uh, I david just it's it. not i dig it it is an awful name we love its awfulness i'm assuming that was an but intentional it's kind of a, a kind of jab at society's taboos, you know, and it, it's a great filter because if you're grossed out by the name Rodent, you might be grossed out by some of the stuff that we do inside. Um, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to taboos, you know, like swordfish bone marrow sounds weird, but... You know, hot dogs are totally cool. You know, <laughs> that is true. When you I mean, they're, they're delicious. I'm not knocking hot dogs. I'm just like, you know, let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah. You know, exactly. And start eating every part of the animal because it's yeah. all edible, and we shouldn't be wasting it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mankind's definitely not in a position right now to be wasting stuff. Yep. So tell our um, listeners a little bit about your background. You were formerly the, um, at the Fish Joint in Cafe Japango, and you are a big proponent of sort of the growth in the Oceanside scene. Tell us about your background a little bit and how you came to be in, in this position at Wrench and Roden. Um, I got lucky. Just loved to cook since I could reach the stove and uh, got lucky getting into the sushi side of things. Um, just worked my way up through different restaurants. Um, cafe being at Cafe Japango was priceless. I mean, now that's tell like, me this—that's what I want to know about. And I—that's a classic. I mean, yeah. I mean, I knew Cafe Japango was big, but I honestly—I started writing about food in 2007. You know, and I didn't know how huge Japango was in the sushi scene. It was it. Well, that was the—I mean—that was one of the fine dining. That was one of the places for a long time when there was three places or something. I mean, that was kind of one it, of them, right? Yeah, it was the place to see and be seen, and, totally. and definitely eat. And if the you were Maloya. on the other side of of the counter, it was—I mean, it's like for chefs, it was like, especially sushi chefs, it was like an Ivy League university. Yeah, you know? yeah. like I mean, that's where. In, in a normal neighborhood sushi spot, you might go through a yellowtail a day, you know, mm-hmm. a salmon every two days. Yeah. You know, at Japango, it was like three salmon a day, Whoa. eight yellowtail a day, three two albacore, 70 wow. pounds of tuna. And it was just like, you know, to really like hone your skills and practice. And, you know, you want to get your hands on meat. You want to touch flesh. You want to cut stuff apart. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was the place to do it. Now, wait, yeah. now, when was that? Like in the 90s or 2000s? Or when were you it, there? Do you um, remember? It opened in 88. I was there from late 98 to 2004. Well, and that was sort of a different kind of heyday for sushi when it was like mm-hmm. super trendy and, and a thing and sort of new, I think, especially for people out so here. So it came in the, sushi got popular in America in the 1980s, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and so it was probably getting a peak, like, interest right about the time mm-hmm. you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it so kind of, it got popular, but it was a very exclusive thing for a while. It was kind of, uh, you know, it didn't hit mainstream society till a little later. And then it kind of just like, like now it's just kind of ingrained itself in the Southern California diet. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's kind of spreading, you know, when I go, like even in Europe, there's sushi bars everywhere now. Yeah. Um, well, it makes so much sense here because you got, you got bounty. What did, I mean, I've been really fortunate to travel all over the place. I just got back from Japan and they have insane stuff over there. But oh, yeah. even, I mean, you just realize how spoiled we are living in San Diego. You know, with the seasons and the vegetables and the access access to uh, Baja fish, local fish. The access I to mean, excess. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, it's 
and it, it's not exactly the same as some of the stuff you get in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. But it's equally as special. Do you think that we've heard a lot of criticisms, and I think you've written about this before, that San Diegans were not quite used to or ingrained enough in eating our own local stuff when it comes to seafood? Do you find that, or do we do your do your patrons like what's local? Yeah, and, and the oh. reason a lot of times that is is because it co- it costs more money, you know, to do yeah, yeah lo- local stuff, whereas you can get commodity stuff from the Mekong River or wherever it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, if it actually even came from a river. I was going to yeah. say, that's an uncomfortable uh, laugh there. I don't know if you caught that, everybody, but well, that was a very, I you mean, got the jitters. There's definitely, you know, we look at our circle of friends and, you know, I guess people kind of hang out with people with the same ideals. So there's a good, you know, there's a there's a good little group within San Diego that's doing it right. Tommy Gomes, Specialty Produce. Uh-huh. I mean, they've been a huge catalyst for that. I think when it comes to the masses, everybody could do better. You know, if if you were to go near a Walmart and just stand in the, you know, in the vicinity of the checkout aisle, you'll see tons of Chinese seafood go over the scanner, just nonstop, pounds and pounds of it. And what's wrong so, with Chinese seafood? Um, I mean, just because it's Chinese doesn't necessarily make it bad. Sure. Um, there's definitely, well, the, the the first and the most obvious is why would you eat seafood from China if there's... <laughs> the stuff that I get to play with on a daily basis hanging out right outside of the coast. And why would we have it flown back and yeah. forth and all that processing and everything And else? I don't, I mean, they don't have an FDA in China, and right? Or What's that? They don't have an FDA or anybody... They do, it's just a lot looser. It yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. There's just things that, that go on over there that definitely... We need our standards. And it's, it's supporting a local economy, too. You know, when you're buying a local tuna... You know, that's money in the pocket of a local, that, you know, that's a part of our community. You know, that which money goes to right back huge, into our community. Yeah, which and, we used, to have, used yeah. to have a huge, you know, tuna fleet here. And we don't anymore yeah. because we weren't supporting local. Well, I love you so much for bringing me that beer, by the way. has, like, really. <laughs> oh, my God. You are like, wow. <laughs> You've got some service, man. I just got brought a very nice cold beer right now. So. Uh, well, here's what I want to know is, I mean, you're obviously one of the foremost proponents of sustainable sushi, which I think is one of the most important things that we can possibly pay attention to because some people have predicted that our oceans could go bankrupt within 50 years, 60 years. Those are doomsdayers, but there are scientists that have been studying this stuff. You know, so we need to eat things that are sustainably fished. Now, what should I not order? And you're going to kill oh, yeah. me when you say this. What should I not order? If I care about the ocean supply right now, the biggest three things that most people order, what should I not order? Well... You know, there's different ways of looking at it. If you tell people to stop eating tuna, yeah, right. like you would they're have probably not going to. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's not going to happen. Okay. You know, what we try to do is we try to spread out the species. You know, say, you know, rather than going this crazy on this tuna, why don't you try this? There's tons of it out there, and you know, it. it mm-hmm. And what would be an alternative to tuna? Mong, mong chung is a good fish. Oh, that mong chung. That's one of your you favorite dishes. One of my favorite dishes. The top 103 dishes you have to eat in San Diego before you die is mong chung and tomato water. Out on newsstands yeah. now. Please buy the copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, mong chung, it's a really, yeah. really delicate fish that nobody really eats. It was a bycatch, meaning that it was accidentally caught when there was, yeah. they were fishing for tuna. Correct? For tuna, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's before you can say, you know, don't eat stuff. They're just spread it out. Go lighter on it. Try it. You know, it encourages people to try new things. Because right. I mean, I've I've been, I've got to taste a lot of things doing what I do for a living. And I can honestly say 
I mean, there's been some weird things that I won't eat twice, but very few. Baby like, octopus with the heads, I can't do it. Well, Squishy. I was going to say, though, I mean, I never would have ever dreamed when I started writing about lifestyle stuff, food included, that we would have octopus on every other menu in San Diego. Yeah. I never would have dreamt of that it's 10 new, years ago. It's the new pork belly. It, everybody has yeah. octopus. It totally is and the new pork delicious. belly. And that's one of the most important things. I mean, that, that sentiment that you just made, I mean, and I like that because it's it, it's kind of like, I hate it when my vegetarian friends are like, just don't eat meat ever. You're an awful person. You are just a devil, you know, with a pork belly habit. You know, it's like, no. They're like, how about you eat meat a little less? Just like on Sunday. How about, yeah. Like how about you eat yeah. meat? Like, and that's what you're saying. Like, don't just always go for the salmon. Don't always go for the tuna. Totally. Eat a little more veggies. It's, it's better for you. Kind yeah. of thin out the quantities. And, you know, trying to tell people to quit eating things. I mean, there's that middle of the road. Most of the population is in the middle. If we get the middle to change just a little bit, it's going to make a much bigger impact than trying to turn people vegan or trying to turn, you know, because it, it's like a, a religious conversation or a political conversation. Right. The extreme, the, the two ends of the spectrum, those minds are made up. You got to get the right. me's and the just kind of, eh, I guess I could go a little farther, a little less sure. that way. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll try the mong tong. <laughs> well, speaking of produce and vegetarian friends, Archana, tell us about the hot topic that we, we have in here today about Whole Foods, because... I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I guess they have a new position open or something. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. So certain Whole Foods in Manhattan and Brooklyn, like their new Bryant Park location, for example, they now have a produce butcher. I don't even know where Bryant Park is, but it sounds fancy. It's um, in like central midtown Manhattan. Okay. Um, It is fancy. Anybody's, any part of town is named after a person. Isn't it where the Five Guys is everybody waits in line for? Um, Shake Shack. That's, oh, Shake Shack. That's Sorry. elsewhere. Oh, I thought that it's was there. It's by the big library there. Look, San Diego, oh. don't try and jump I into know, New York no. conversation. Oh, don't they have Fashion Week there? They do. Some, they used to have Fashion Week there. It's they since changed. They used to. I'm getting so old. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. You know San Diego. Wait, no, you're not 0 for 2. Should, she's like, stick to North Park, Aaron, and stay in your You're not 0 for 2. You're, you're a half for 2. Okay? It you're used close. to be there. <laughs> she's well, like in 1997. <laughs> They now have a produce butcher. So this person will chop, dice, mince, whatever vegetables that customers need prepared. And they charge a dollar per pound or per individually priced item. So lazy people can have their vegetables chopped. Produce butchers. Produce What's the need? Are people prop- chopping their stuff in properly? Okay. David, what, what do you think? What is it? Does it taste better if it's chopped well or... Uh, New Yorkers are that busy? I could get myself in trouble here. Go no. ahead. We no, love it. Do it. No. Give us something. Um... Yeah, I, I think it's great that the vegetables are being shown the same respect as meat. Yes. So, you know, I'm kind of, you know, um, I mean, if we're really getting so busy that we can't chop our own vegetables, that's, you know. Yeah, that, we're that, jer- that's, A symptom of a different problem, maybe. But, but yeah. if we're just looking at the food part of this, I, you're saying it's good that they're paying attention to the produce and aren't just throwing it out uh, there being like, good luck with the eggplant, like, hope it's good, but now they're going to kind of help you out. Now, here's what I, I do like that for exactly what David said, is that they're kind of teaching people how to cut it and, you know, it properly, how to use it properly, and they're putting on a little dog and pony show with vegetables. Make it sexy. Why make not? It, yeah. Yeah. Make it the fact that it's like, okay, it deserves its own, you know, book. I mean, even if it doesn't, go home and cut your own damn cabbage. Watch a YouTube video on how to cut a cabbage, and you're going to be able to figure it out. But, you know, it's kind of like a dog and pony show, which will bring more Totally. And, and if more it, people will eat vegetables. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. 
but but cut your own damn thing. I have to say, I just got from the grocery store the already peeled garlic cloves, and it's really changed my life. I used to be one of those people who would never ever buy those. Like, I want to peel my own garlic, but it's oh, so but much it's faster. Really annoying. Oh, peel it's that. one of those shortcuts I really enjoy. But you know what? I, you know, but, but here's I, the thing. I agree. I used to be one of those kids that would pour glue on his hands and then peel off the glue because it was this weird textural I thing. Think I actually did that. You know, so I kind of I kind of <laughs> like peeling off the garlic sheaths off my hands. Oh, you, you know, can oh, and peel it just mine. I hate crazy. doing that. It yeah, just makes annoying. me sound like a serial killer, kind of, right? The thing is, I okay. put like 10 cloves in everything, so I, I need a lot. I, I agree, I agree. I love it. Okay, and speaking of more vegetables, I hear that an island in the South Pacific has banned all junk food. Yeah, so... The while I eat a french fry with Old Bay seasoning and salt. While we eat french fries and drink beer. Uh, the Torba province, that's in Vanuatu in the South Pacific, they're planning to impose restrictions on any sort of Western foods. They're saying, let's take advantage of what we already have. And most of the people, most of the residents there are subsistence farmers, meaning they grow enough food for themselves and their families, so they technically have everything. So a community leader was quoted in this Guardian article saying, we have enough fish, we have enough pineapple, we have taro. He said, you know what, we've stayed so healthy and it's partially because we're so isolated. Let's just keep it that way. They just want to maintain what they have already going on. The Western diet has been like the matrix virus in everything around mm-hmm. the world. I mean, they find they find there's so many new diseases that when immigrants come over to the United States, they start eating the Western diet. I mean, they just die. They die right and left because they're just, they've... They're, well, I don't know if they're actually... Are they dying? No, they're getting so many oh. health... They're getting so many health problems yes. because they've shifted from an unprocessed... To our toxic... To our toxic processed yeah. food, right? That's true. I mean, and, and, that, and that's amazing. I mean, think about think about this in terms of junk food. Like Mexico in 2014, they did the soda tax, right? It was a 10% soda tax. They're predicting that that's going to save 189,000 lives and 983 million dollars in healthcare. Really? Yep. The soda tax has changed Mexico that much. It's reduced diabetes that much. You know, because I mean, it's Western food is killing us. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's no, the proof is there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I may be a bit of a conspiracy theorist in life, but that's no conspiracy. That's just statistics. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, I mean. So I wonder if there's tourists, though, coming to this island, or what, what's the main oh, thing of this island? They're going to get poi. Yeah. <laughs> Taro and poi. Yeah, they're and pineapple, the I guess. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. have local stuff. But what about like coffee and like I guess that's not junk food. They'll still import whatever that you know, like, it's like hey, I'm here from I'm here from uh, Memphis. I want some McDonald's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Memphis people are not going to the Torba province in Vanuatu. <laughs> <laughs> Just they're going to Fiji if they're gonna go anywhere. That's about it. I want some McDonald's. <laughs> I'm here in this island vacation. I like the native people, but I want well, some I just, I'll, I'll go to the native province, but I need a cup of coffee in the morning. Does that make me terrible? I need some coffee. <laughs> no, but there's a nice instant mix you can take. Yeah, that's true. You know, you maybe that's right. Pack your little pack folders. Pack your own if you would like. <laughs> Which is probably all chemical. I, I don't really know didn't mean to aim this at you, and you actually control my paycheck, so I'm going to take all that back. <laughs> I was just mean. I'm like, just trying to keep it real. Some of us need coffee. No, I am right there with you. Um, so Archon will link to that so yes. you guys can all read about this interesting province and I, we should we should applaud them. It sounds wonderful. That has been Hot Topics and Dave and Waite, the chef and owner of Oceanside's Ranch and Rodent Sea Bastro Pub. No gas. Sea Bastro Pub. And tell everyone really quick about the wet noodle. We didn't talk about that. Oh yeah, wet noodle is super fun. So everything uh, the ranch is to sushi, uh, the wet noodle is to a ramen shop. So it's kind oh, cool. of a uh, California local take on on ramen, hmm. um, just another um, another outlet to uh, 
you know, play with fish, meat, and vegetables. Also in Oceanside? Yes, right next door. Share the same, same kitchen. Yeah, same kitchen. They are, I mean, I, and that's what I've always said about Asian food in San Diego is I love convoy and I love Carne Mesa. And this is not disparaging of the traditional families that, that, that cook and, and live and work there, you know, at all. But I have wished that they would care about sourcing and sustainability. We've talked about it on the podcast before, uh-huh. you know, buying like really responsible seafood and everything else. Then I would totally support it. And that's kind of the idea of, of you yeah. combining that Asian tradition totally. with really sustainable local food. I love it. So everybody go check those out. Um, hang around. This is San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. Visit SanDiegoMagazine.com to find out everything that we've been talking about. We're almost to the end. This is called Small Bites, where we give you our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately. Okay, two people, 50 bucks. Who's got one? I want to hear from Oceanside. Two people, okay. 50 bucks. Where, where would, would you go? go where would you recommend someone go? Oh, you're going to have to choose between your friends here, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, dude, this is... Uh, choose your yeah. favorite child. Uh, well, not your child, because it's not your restaurant. It's another restaurant. Uh, definitely cousins or <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, but, well, the thing that really kind of narrows it down is two people less than 50 bucks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Not including drinks, maybe, just food. You said Psycho Sushi earlier at the top of the show. You liked that? Oh, I love Psycho Sushi. Yeah, I'm, I'm headed over there after that. Um, a- Anthony from Psycho was one of the best men in my wedding. Anthony oh, and my brother, cool. my my sous chef from the from the rodent, were like the, awesome. the whole wedding party. Um, yeah, I, no secret. I'm I'm after this. I'm driving right over there to see him. And <laughs> I love um, it. But um, uh, six oh eight uh, Willie X been really really great for just you know for, for me it's three people for you know a little more yeah um, or you know pretty close actually you know me and me and my two boys. Um, boys are loving 608 and it's a place where I mean they, they have pretty developed palates for kids which is they're not a drag to eat with you know yeah. that's um, awesome and, so and the flying Willie, pig too and Willie X so I mean 608 this is what everybody told me in Oceanside that I have to go to I went up there for a day and I, I went to David's place I, I did um, Urge's new place I went to um, Flying Pig um, but I missed 608, and that's one of the restaurants that everybody says you have to go back to Oceanside mm. for, 608. Willie who used to work under um, Trey Fouché at George's, is now... In Dude, a- Oceanside is, like, really kind of foodie. Dude, it's it's cool. Like, I mean, I still drive down to San Diego because I, like, I love San Diego as a whole. Mm-hmm. But when we opened the fish joint, you know, people, you say Oceanside, and people would take a few steps away from it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Don't people get stabbed there? Yeah. Well, it's just far. I mean, it's far to, like, to come up here, like, to go for dinner. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. you're in, you're investing. And didn't it you're used right. to be the murder capital of San Diego? I making don't that up? think we should say that. I think we, I think no, we, I mean, honestly, though, it really did. It was point. it? Might have been California. It might have been California, honestly. Yeah. Really? It was, it, no, it was a I really, I mean, I knew sh- it had a reputation. It was a and, really shady place for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was tough. You grew up and there. And now there mm-hmm. is organic local uh, seafood at every turn. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten so much better. So cool. Yeah. Well, I think a little bit of grit breeds the best art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it does in a lot of, and it, it's, it's no, it's nothing like what it used to be as far as, you know, it. Danger. It, yeah. yeah. Well, and where did you grow up? I mean, I feel like we hear of a lot of people that grow up or grew up around there and are trying to stay and raise their families and stuff. So there's, they have a vested interest. Yeah. in making it cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, everybody, a lot of the people that are doing stuff there, they're from there. So you get, it's definitely a real uh, community feel. I love it. Okay, two people, 50 bucks. Archie, do you have one? I have one. It's right around here, Hannah's Gourmet. Um, I've mentioned them before, but I just went on Friday night. Um, Hannah is a wonderful, wonderful chef. I think she puts so much love into her cooking. It's like eating home-cooked food. She has a great Mediterranean platter for an appetizer. It's just so delicious, like a nice red pepper walnut dip and 
Oh my God, it's just a great sharing option and you have to get the carrot cake because her carrot cake is like not too sweet. I don't even really like carrot cake, but I always have to get is it there. Is Hannah's Gourmet paying you? <laughs> They're not. I'm just I'm, really hurting a little I'm bit. I'm absolutely kidding because if you knew Hannah's Gourmet, I mean, it's this tiny it's this little tiny, And mom. I want to give it love because like, I feel like uh, a lot of people don't know about it and it's it, just this really special place. It is an awesome place. Yeah. I agree. Okay, Joy, you have one? Two oh. people, 50 bucks. I will say this. All right, you got to go to um, The Hague, who I'm, do- I'm doing the uh, restaurant review for that, uh, for our next issue. Mm. So The Hague is in La Jolla on Prospect. You wouldn't think that you'd be able to get out of there for 50 bucks, but you can because you're only going to go in there and you're going to order two things. Hmm. Here's, what, here's what it's going to be. You can order more in the menu. There's more than just two good things in the menu, but you're going to sit by that new window that they just put in. They spent so much money on this um, $2.5 million on this renovation of this restaurant. It's, Holy smokes. It, you can literally look through glass at all this seals at sunset surfing the waves and everything else. Did we send else. a photographer to get that photo? Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, I think we did. Good. Um, you know, and if we didn't, it's, I'm fired. But the, um, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope that's the photo that you but, got. But it's amazing. It's literally one of the best. I've been on Prospect my entire life and it's, I mean, I'm not that rich. But I, I've gone there, you know, I've, I've, I've walked in, looked at the you view. You walked by. I walked in, looked at the view and walked out because I'm like, I ain't ordering that. That's too expensive. I'm going to McDonald's. Um, but, you know, they have this huge pane glass window that overlook the cove and literally at sunset it was crazy we were watching all these seals jump in and out of the waves and I mean, surfing it's the waves I mean pretty epic getting it ready it's and, epic yeah, and, and the good thing is it's not open air because open air um, views at Prospect <laughs> is, oh. they stink they, they stink do, right. because of the organic matter. Not going to talk about it. People mm-hmm. shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, it's not people. Uh, take that yes. back. It is a, you know, seagull, seagulls and seals. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, there's so much seagull and, and seal shit everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, that I mean, it just kind of smells bad, even though it's one of the best places So you in can it. avoid that at the Hake. And what are people ordering? People are going to order the Opa Chorizo. Opa Chorizo. Um, Chef Artie makes an Opa Chorizo that tastes exactly like meat. It tastes exactly like pork. It's so good. It made and fish. then, yeah. And then her roasted carrots and piloncillo, which is a Mexican brown sugar. It's not a healthy carrot dish by any means, but it's one of, of the best best carrot dishes I've had in a long time. Carrots can turn really sweet and really mm. interesting and complex. So or, or, roasted carrots and the opa chorizo at the Hake in the way. Yeah. Okay. That's two people, 50 bucks. And then um, lastly, we're going to do a little bit of liquid courage. We try to talk about something beer and cocktail every time. And for this, I'm going to send you to San Diego Magazine.com where our wonderful friend Kelly Davis writes a great cocktail blog called SD Sips. Um, and last week, she posted a really neat thing I think everyone should read. It's about a new liqueur um, or spirit she discovered after writing a blog post about something else. And I don't know if I'm saying this right, Troy. Maybe you know Braulio? Braulio? B-R-A-U-L-I-O. Do you? Kelly Davis didn't even know about it and a rep no. emailed her about it or something. And she just has a really neat post about it. It's an Alps-inspired Italian Amaro, Amaro um, liqueur or spirit. So it's this, I guess they make it by the Italian Alps or something like that. So it's like kind of Brolio kind of sounds like a bolo Brolio. tie for PB Bros. Yeah, and I think this is like that with Italian Alps kind of in the mix. Okay. okay. And alcohol. Cool. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting and we love that blog. So everybody go check out SD Sips at SanDiegoMagazine.com. And with that, we're out. We're done. We're a little bit over time. Sorry, everybody that keeps our time. It keeps our time. David, thank you so much. Wrench David, and Rodent. Thank you. Go to Wrench and Rodent. Thank you, Beerfish, for the beer and the snacks. This was, this has been great. We'll, we'll catch you next week. Oh, I have to give a plug for next week. Hmm. We are going to break down the top ten um the yeah, the top ten questions we get about our upcoming best restaurants poll that is happening. 
It's all rigged. It's all fixed. And everybody thinks that. And we're just. I'm, and I'm we frankly, get so pissed. I'm frankly so tired of answering the questions. So we're going to do like a once and for all top ten questions. It does. It is not fixed, people. It or maybe not. it is. You'll have to tune in next week. <laughs> next maybe week. we'll say it's fixed. It's going to be like inside San Diego's <laughs> best restaurant. <laughs> so make sure that you tune in. Thanks, everybody. See ya.